Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Friday edition of Bickley Murata Mornings rolls on here live from the Ak Chin Community Studios. Dan Bickley, Vince Murata, Jared Carlin, Sarah Cazell with you until 10 o'clock. Uh, trying to connect with uh, Amari Stoudemire who's going mm-hmm. into the Suns Ring of Honor. Yep. Uh, a little bit later this season. We'll get the exact date of that ceremony coming up. Uh, he's joining uh, Sean Marion getting that honor. Yep. At long last. That's the mm-hmm. three-word phrase that most people will say. At long last. But I want to get Amari's thoughts on that, too, uh, when, when we can hook up with yep. him. Cause yep. Sean Marion, <laughs> he laid it out there with Burns and Gambo yesterday when uh, Matt Ishbia himself made the phone call to... Uh, to give him the honor. Here's the, w- the way that went down, described by Sean himself. Matt called me and told me, yeah. And how did you feel? Like, how did that make you feel? I mean, I mean, listen, man, you know, Gam, you know, keep it 100, man. You know, it was like, uh, what was the holdup? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect way to put it. Yeah. What was What's the holdup? Hold yeah. Uh, so, yeah, at long last, that's the three word phrase. And uh, joining us now here on the Arizona Sports Line, another man that will go into the Suns' ring of honor during this 2023 uh, 2024 season. The one and only Amari Stoudemire joins us here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. Amari, good morning. Thanks for joining us. And uh, congratulations. Congratulations on this honor, man. Well-deserved. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, we were just talking about it. Uh, our afternoon show had Sean Marion on, and he gave his reaction. And he uh, he kept it real. He said, hey, what was what was the holdup on this? Uh, did, did you kind of have similar feelings? Like, when, when is this going to happen? Because we all knew it was coming. Yeah, I, I just didn't know when it was going to come. Um, I figured something like this would happen because of the era that Sean and I both played in in Phoenix and the, the accomplishments that we were able to accomplish. I knew it was going to happen eventually, just to know when. Um, but I'm glad it's, glad it's here and it's perfect timing. Yeah, Stat, I, you know, this is so great because you and and Trix, you guys belong up there in the Ring of Honor with Steve Nash because the three of you together, you guys were like a super team before super teams became a thing. If For the people who don't know, what was it like being on those teams in the early years when you were just killing people? Yeah, it was unbelievable, man. I mean, I, I you know, I, I express this all the time to my friends is that it's like you're playing a game where no one can even keep up with you. You know, every position from the point guard with Steve being in top shape to Sean being one of the fastest guards forwards to ever play, and then myself being a versatile five, quicker four five position guy. You know, it was just like we uh, the pace we played at was just unstoppable, man, and we were. Blowing teams out by 20 points. We were resting the fourth quarter. Uh, we would go out together as a team and have fun. The camaraderie was great. It was a beautiful time of basketball for us. When you watch today's NBA, and, and we talk about this all the time on this show, Amari, like, you can see a lot of what you guys started uh, in that 0405 season and the seasons to follow and how much it influenced today's game of basketball. How ahead of your time do you think you guys were with that whole system and how you executed it? I mean, we were probably maybe 10 years ahead of our time. You think about the teams that are playing now today, you know, those guys, a lot of teams are are duplicating what we started. And we built it naturally. You know, I was drafted by Phoenix. Sean was drafted by Phoenix. Obviously, Steve was, but he came back. Um, So a lot of the the team that was, was built was guys that were basically drafted. And so we... We built this type of style of basketball from ground up, and we didn't have a blueprint. You know, we just had players who can be who, who are versatile. We had a coach who was who was you know 
mindset trending when it comes to offensive basketball and it was just a, it was a wave that we just can't duplicate right now. You know, on the current team, DeAndre Ayton frustrates a lot of Suns fans because he he opts for finger rolls when he could be dunking on people. He plays with a lot of finesse. I want to ask you because you were one of the most exhilarating dunkers I have ever seen in professional basketball history. What did your dunks do to change momentum and flows of basketball games? Oh yeah, I mean, my mindset was to dominate. That was that was my only mindset. Um, and every night, you know, I, I played with that type of mentality. You know, I wanted to – there was no finger rolls for me. You know, I wanted, to, I wanted to let the fans know, the opposing team, the opposing team fans, that, that I'm here and, and we're here and that we're, we're, we're bringing our force and our tenacity to the game of basketball. And whenever, whenever you have that type of mindset and you make those kind of plays, it really lets the team know, the opposing team know, that these guys are serious and they're not messing around. Amari Stoudemire is going into the Suns' ring of honor this season. He joins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. On that subject of dunks, we, we played the clip yesterday, uh, the television clip of, of you against Golden State and that posterizing dunk you had on Anthony Tolliver. I know a guy like you, even though there were so many of them, you got to have a little bit of a Rolodex, a little bit of a, a personal ranking of your favorite dunks. Is that your favorite? And if not, which one was? Yeah, that's definitely one of them because that game was tight. You know, it was a, it was a close game in the fourth quarter playing against Steph Curry and the Warriors. And, you know, we had a chance to win the game. And I think that play somewhat changed the momentum of that game. So it was a very important play uh, for me, not only in the game, but as a, a highlight for my career. There's also a play in the All-Star game when Kobe Bryant threw me a lob from half court. And I was able to catch it and kind of windmill to the other side of the basket and dunk it through, um, and being the late great Kobe Bryant, blessed memory, having that opportunity to to, to catch that lob from him was was also one of my favorites. There's also a famous clip of, uh, and I believe it was after one of your dunks, when uh, Steph Steph Marbury just gave that stink face, like he couldn't believe what he just saw. What do you remember? What dunk that was specifically? Yeah, that was actually my rookie year, um, and I was. You know, the ninth pick in the draft, and I had a lot of potential, and I wanted to really kind of, you know, make my presence felt. And we played against the Clippers that game. And Stephon Marbury and I had a pick-and-roll action, and he dropped a nice bounce pass off to me, and I was able to catch it and, and basically almost jump over um, Michael Odewakambi. Odewakambi was a great defensive player at that time. He was the first pick in the draft. He was known for, for shot blocking. And so, but I, I threw it down with so much force. And it, when you're in the gym, you can hear that power that, you can hear the rim rattle, and I think that is what made Stephon Marbury make that face because it was so loud <laughs> when I threw it down. <laughs> That's excellent. Uh, my partner I, and I both agree it was almost criminal that Robert Sarver did not give you your money after that trip to the Western Conference Finals. That team was a Kobe Bryant airball away from possibly going to the NBA Finals. You went on to do great things with the Knicks, and, and you certainly went on to, to have a fantastic career, but when you look back, what does the city of Phoenix, what do the Suns mean to you the city of phoenix the phoenix suns i mean i was basically raised there right i was a high school kid from florida that was drafted to phoenix uh i made phoenix my home uh, I, I didn't even travel in the all season i stayed there in the summertime and trained there um my children were born there you know so phoenix to me is is is, is my home it's 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 a place that's so close to my heart 
And the fans there obviously knows this because I was able to somewhat spend a lot of time with them when I played in Phoenix. I was out, I, I was out walking the streets with the people. I was shaking their hands. I was at restaurants with them. Um, and so everyone feel, felt my presence and my love for the city of Phoenix, the fans and the people there. And, and, and so that's, that's where it is, man. It's very, very close to my heart. Was your experience uh, earlier this week the same as Sean's? Did, did Matt Ishby a place to call to you? How did that go? And, and what are your impressions of this new direction uh, the Suns have with him as the owner? Yeah, I was actually out celebrating my son's birthday the exact same day I got the call. Um, so, you know, and, and, and so uh, Matt called me and said, hey, Amari, we got some good news for you. And he was saying that we're going we're gonna to honor you, man, long overdue, very well respected, but you deserve to be in the ring of honor. And at that moment, I was, like, so excited. I'm like, this is my son's birthday, my son's name after me. I'm going to the ring of honor. All the same day, it was like a beautiful moment. So out of all the years of not really getting that call and to get that call on my son's birthday was was very special for me. You know, I read recently one of the heartbreaking moments, obviously, in, in Valley history is when David Stern suspended you and Boris. I recently read that you guys had no idea that that rule was even in place, which makes that thing hurt even more. Your thoughts on that and, and what team, in your opinion, that 0405 team, the first team when you had Joe Johnson in Q, or, or that team that, that lost that series to San Antonio because of that whack ruling from the commissioner yeah it's funny man we we had no idea what that that rule even existed i don't think the coaching staff even knew at that time either because we have never heard of that before and so i had no clue about that rule and obviously if we would have known about the rule would have been more mindful of, of 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 what we did but um and when that ruling came out that we were gonna suspend them like wait this is the playoffs this is this is this is a big game for us, game five. And no warning, no no like nothing, just a suspension. And that was very, very harsh for us. And I didn't know why uh, that ruling came out to be so harsh. And not only for not only for myself, but also for Boris Diaw. So it's your starting your starting forward and your backup forward who are two major parts of, of our offense and defense can't play. Um, because we didn't know about a rule. We felt that was very, very harsh and unfair, and that that might have that might have derailed us from winning the championship. Yeah, we all still feel the same way all oh, these man. years later, Mar. <laughs> You're not alone. Riddle. We could talk to you all day, uh, but uh, thank you so yeah, much for great joining catching us. Catching up with you, man. Congratulations again on this honor. We're thrilled that uh, you and Sean are both going up this season. Thanks a lot, guys. Looking to see you guys around.